We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. KC Laboratory. Sponsored by Emprise Bank. It's a live edition of the KC Laboratory presented by Emprise Bank. An Emprise Bank debit card is good anywhere. You have access to 55,000 fee-free ATMs worldwide through the AllPoint ATM network. You can get the same kind of access to your money as any bank across the country while getting the value of working with a trusted partner in Emprise. Emprise Bank member FDIC. They're a trusted partner of the KCSN Draft Guide, trusted partner of KC Sports Network. They are absolutely fantastic. I love doing business with them. Check them out if you haven't had a chance. And check out these two guys I'm sitting here with. First, find them on Twitter at Maddie underscore KCSN. Hi, Maddie. I can't, you guys. I, I'm excited. The Chief, after all weekend of the Chiefs being rumored to be in on all these cornerbacks and having Arden Key in for a visit, they made zero moves the rest of the weekend after signing Ronald Jones. So you know, you came into the weekend hot with rumors of swirling about the Chiefs, and then they kind of stalled out. So, uh, Craig, I, I'm going to ask you, with that kind of momentum building through the weekend and coming to a halt today, do the Chiefs sign Stephon Gilmore or trade for James Bradbury? I think they're going to sign Stefan Gilmore. I think the longer this goes, the narrower his market gets. And eventually he's going to want a team to play on, preferably before the draft. So he doesn't lose like all of his leverage. So I, I think it'll be Gilmore. I just think that based on what we're hearing about the asking price for Bradbury, like some somebody's going to bid higher than the Chiefs because the Chiefs don't have fifths or sixth rounders and i don't think they want to come off of either fourth oh please please sign stefan gilmore <laughs> that's the one i want i would prefer stefan gilmore over james badbury but we know how that's going to go probably uh all right so we kind of got a fun little exercise today we're going to do a round one mock draft and then we're going to finish out the rest of the cheese picks uh in this draft uh, but so what we're going to do is we're going to use the wonderful t- people at the draft networks mock draft simulator we're going to We'll kind of let picks run. We're going to go five at a time. We'll kind of look at how the board's playing out after every five picks, give them some reactions on some things. You know, algorithms are wonky sometimes. So maybe Daxton Hill winds up in the top five, like we just saw when we were messing around with it a little bit earlier. But uh, we'll react to what we see. We'll talk a little bit about how it would affect the Chiefs because here's the deal the Chiefs, I don't know if you heard this, they got a lot of draft capital for Tyreek Hill last week. And this has become an increasingly more interesting draft. 
for the Chiefs, for Brett Veach, a crucial draft for the Chiefs and for Brett Veach. And uh, we're going to play around with a bunch of scenarios because a ton of scenarios have been presented to this uh, to to all of us as fans to kind of consume because two first round picks can get you up pretty high uh, if you so choose. So, Maddie, you have the floor. I, you're going to begin running this with this exercise here. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I guess we're going to take the guy that has the best internet and let him run the mock draft Absolutely. simulator on Checks the, on the yeah. live show. Yeah, you got to um, flex great. out that that new internet, you know, ability real quick yeah, here. Yeah, we're yeah, we're yeah, going to find it. out. Okay, so we uh, we got six picks instead of five in this first round, but that's okay. So we start off with the Jacksonville Jaguars taking Aiden Hutchinson, defensive end out of Michigan. Kyle Hamilton, despite running in the four sevens at his pro day, apparently for a safety from Notre Dame is going number two overall to the Detroit Lions. That that sounds good. Houston Texans with a shocker. Derek Stingley Jr., cornerback Ooh. out of LSU up at number three. I guess old Lovey feels pretty good about that uh, foot injury that he's been dealing with. Evan Neal, offensive tackle from Alabama, goes to the Jets at four. Iki Ekwanwu. Offensive tackle, guard, whatever you want to play him at from NC State, going to the Giants. And then, like I said, I did not sick. So the Panthers, with QB1 Malik Willis, according to most people on the board, does not take him. They go with Charles Cross, offensive tackle out of Mississippi State. And I'll let you guys run because, you know, I've been talking this whole time now, but this is a pretty good top six picks if you're the Chiefs right now. I mean, like, not a lot of guys that you are considering, like, taking here are off the board, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, the defensive ends didn't fly off the board in this scenario. You Walker's still there. Thibodeau's still there. Obviously, Jermaine Johnson is still there. That's that's a positive thing. I mean, I think everybody expects that, you know, you've got uh, Derek Stingley coming off the board. I think everybody expects that he's going to be gone before the Chiefs can reasonably trade up. So that's an okay one to sacrifice. So, yeah, it's, it's a good board so far for the Chiefs. And I would say it sounds a little bit counterintuitive at cornerback, but you kind of want the run on cornerbacks to start early. Probably. I think if you're the chiefs, because I think, I don't think we're all targeting cornerbacks. So <laughs> I don't know if we're trading up for any of them. So you're kind of hoping to hit day two value. I I'm guessing. Uh, so you got to sacrifice something. There's no edges off the board yet. Uh, the receiver run hasn't started. So there's good value that could potentially fall. So uh, yeah, I think, you know, that, that sounds about right. Well, and then just some other stuff, you know, you still have the top quarterback and Malik Willis is still there. So like, if you're the chiefs, you want as many quarterbacks to go as possible. So yep. if he's off the board, you know, at eight to the Panthers or six to the Panthers, that's obviously the best case scenario, but you're hoping he comes off the board still. Like you guys said, starting that corner run earlier rather than later, I'd rather the corners to run out at pick 15 than at pick 25. Cause like, I, I don't think Brett Veach is really looking to trade up for a corner. So yeah, get them off the board, get it started. Same with tackle. I don't think the Chiefs are going to be trying to get a tackle, so get them all off the board. So unless anybody has anything else, we're running out the next uh, four or five picks here. Yeah, let's do it. As we go through, you need to give me music next time. All mm -hmm. right. We got we got six again, so we're doing six at a time. All right, this group, not as good for the Chiefs. The New York Giants come back after Icky and go with Kayvon Thibodeau, edge out of Oregon. That one hurts the soul. Falcons immediately. Trevon Walker, edge out of Georgia, going to the Falcons. Seattle. Malik Willis, quarterback, you know, trying to add a liberty, trying to mm -hmm. replace Russell Wilson. Mm -hmm. Jets, Ahmad, Gar Ahmad Sauce Gardner at pick 10 to the Jets, corner out of Cincy. And finally, Jamison Williams, wide receiver out of Alabama, going to the Washington football team slash commanders. Not as good of a group coming off the board here. This one, this one hurts the Chiefs, you know, prospect a little bit. Yeah, okay. a little bit. 
Yeah, go ahead. Well, uh, you, you nail this. Yeah. Okay, so here's here's what's interesting to me is like, okay, so this is where I think things start getting interesting for the Chiefs. This 12-ish range is about, actually a little bit before 12 is about where 29 and 30, yeah, can get you, <laughs> can get you up into that round run, that, that, that trade up range. So um, I'm very interested kind of in, in that, like, this is the first thing you guys need to know. 29 and 30 can get you about into the top 10, maybe nine. Um, so that's, that's an important kind of nugget here. Like the, the top 10, I think, I think you're probably pretty safe to say that she's probably won't pick top 10, but 11 on. You are. You better. You better be by your. You better be by your phone. You better be by your TV on draft night. And I think the, the interesting is in how ten falls could really tell you a lot about what the Chiefs wind up doing, because I'm looking here, Maddie. We're we're on pick thirteen. I haven't heard Jermaine Johnson's name, the the edge out of Florida State's name, called yet. This is correct. We are actually on pick 12 at well, the Minnesota Vikings are on the clock yeah. and Jermaine Johnson has not come off the board yet. I would assume the Vikings are not taking Jermaine Johnson after their defensive end moves that it sounds like they've made. But yeah, this is this is about as far up as I would anticipate the Chiefs really being willing to go. And I honestly think they would want it to be even a little bit later than this. So having only well, one defensive end left, just I would say is less than ideal. You're probably I, okay. right. Yeah, I you you, yeah. you know the trade up scenario to about fifteen though, right, Craig? Oh yeah, I got them written down. Yeah. Okay, go for it. Then. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, we'll start with nine here. I think while we're talking about nine, if you package twenty nine and thirty together, you can get up roughly to nine. So the players that I'm looking for within these groups that we've drafted, if Malik Willis goes before, then Seattle has little reason to stay in the top 10 there, unless they're really, you know, trying to target a defensive player or something like that. Or Seattle may want, I, I mean, well, but I mean, think about it this way. Yeah. The rest of the quarterbacks pretty universally are going to be, yeah, you know, you may have a Des Desmond Ritter or a Kenny Pickett at pick 29 or 30. So the Seattle Seahawks may look at this and say, Hey, listen, if we're missing out on Malik Willis here at the beginning of the draft, we are comfortable trading back with the chiefs getting 29 and 30 trying to take our quarterback of the future there and get another player and the chiefs if let's say you know malik willis goes before this in this scenario a guy like trevon walker would be there and the chiefs looking at that is going hey the ceiling on him is crazy high let's go up and get that guy get a premier pass rusher at that point that's kind of the spot that i'm looking for at pick nine and it really at malik willis is the hinge point in that one so i i'm if he goes a little bit higher like maybe maybe the giants maybe the panthers i mean there is there the are panthers. reasonable yeah yeah I think go ahead the panthers are the team to watch it at, at quarterback i think i think they've mm -hmm. kind of struck out in a lot of different ways i think they're the one to keep an eye on for malik willis yeah so i guess maddie here's my proposal for you i want us to pause at pick 14 can you pause it at pick 14 you're putting a lot of pressure on me but we we can attempt to do this. We're all we're all agreeing that we're going to ride it out and see if we can use pick 29 and 50 and package them to pick 15. Well, Does I have news good? for you. I have paused it after pick 14. So let me read off the three players that have gone since we have last okay. discussed. Andrew Booth Jr. to the Minnesota Vikings. <sighs> Jermaine Johnson, edge out of Florida ah. State, to the Houston Texans. Oh, no. And Finally, big Jordan Davis, mm. nose tackle, 
travel to the Baltimore Ravens, of course. Oh, staying put. I'm staying so, put. So, okay, yep. so, this is what I want to talk about before we did this. This, this is what I, want, I didn't want to talk about. Jamison Williams came off the board at 11. This is the start of where if you're going to get a run of wide receivers. Now, I'm not sure you get runs on wide receivers in this group. I think they might just be sprinkled in throughout the whole thing because teams are going to only be really willing to draft their top guy. But if there is going to be a run, it's going to start now. Where do you guys stand on trading for a wide receiver to specifically replace Tyreek Hill? Because that is all of the rage in everybody's mock draft. Every national media person is pounding the table. The Chiefs have to trade up, and it has to be for a receiver. I mean, if I'm looking at this right now, the the top consensus receiver you know, for everybody else would be Garrett Wilson. Chris Olave's there. Drake London is there. Those are all guys that would definitely help the Chiefs, unquestionably. I also don't think that they're going to be in such dire straits at pick 29 or 30 with the way that this board has gone right now with the receivers off the board. I would stay put. Like, at the point that it was, if a lot of receivers have come off the board, maybe you think about it to try and grab the bottom of that tier. But since there's so many left at that spot, I'm staying put. I'm not going up to get a wide receiver. I, I flip-flopped a lot from last week. And I mean, you got these guys can attest to it because I was all over the place. I think there was at one point I was just strongly against it. And you guys were starting to talk yourselves into a little bit. But I was kind of a proponent of like small trade-ups with in, in first round twice. So maybe like a 15 and a 23 at one point. I think I'm still. I think I'm just sitting. If if my intent is receiver, I think I'm just sitting. I think I'm gonna see what happens and what falls to me at thirty. I might be aggressive if something falls to try to get up to fifteen for an edge. Maybe one of these corners. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's mm-hmm. it. Those are the two positions: cornerback and edge. Yeah. And it's um, it's it's a heavy lean on edge. So I, don't I, I think, think I'd trade up put. for a corner either. I I think corners a little too volatile going from college to the NFL. That would be my one concern. Is it's just I okay I'm okay. Watching, Craig. Okay. Come, on, come on, Craig. No, no, you're fair. No, that that's a very valid criticism. We we have seen a number of guys that have come out of the mm-hmm. draft that it just doesn't translate. It's one of those positions that it either translates quickly or it tends to not translate at all. And so it, it is very volatile. I totally well, agree, Matt. And especially this year when you don't, you're not going to get athletic testing on Booth or Stingley. And I mean, Sauce has and no reason complete, to do anything yeah. else. So yeah. like, yeah, you're just you're not getting that full physical profile. So like that holds me up. Before we continue with this, I did want to say we've got those three offensive tackles of picks four, five, six in a row. Not a single offensive lineman since. You were really hoping that a team was, you know, I mean, it's a simulator, so it's never going to be perfect, but you were hoping for a team to reach for a Trevor Penning by now. You were hoping for these teams to start to look at these other offensive tackles because the run started early, but we will see what happens on now. I'm going to do five picks unless you want to really I, I pause. just Before we jump off of this. I continuously hear a Chiefs trade up to 15 or 16 because the Eagles may say, Hey, we're not letting you jump in front of us. You know, you know, we won't take your guy. You, you know, you can sit back at 16. You're seeing what happens. We've heard, oh yeah, just wait. Just one of those defensive ends will be there, or one of the corners will be there. They're not, they're gone. They're just completely gone. And this is not a horrifically unreasonable board that has come off of here. So well, that and I'll, I'll, nine trade up may end up being something that seems a lot more appealing because this can happen on the board very easily. You're just you're having to surrender both first round picks to make that happen. David yeah. Ajabo throws a wrench in some things. He does. Well, we will get there as he comes. I, I know, I know, I know. You're gonna want to talk about <laughs> Ojabo. I'm sure at 29, but I, I know you too well. But Ojabo is interesting because he's not entirely a Spags edge. 
right? I mean, you would say the other four, the, the Aiden Hutchinson, Kayvon Thibodeau, Jermaine Johnson, Trevon Walker are better spags fits than David Ojabo. Yes, um, no. He's technically the same as Jermaine Johnson because he lost weight for the combine. So like mm -hmm. if you're doing it that way, they check out the same. But okay. yeah, Jermaine Johnson plays a lot bigger, stronger. I assume his playing weight's higher. So yes. Better of against those, the run. Of those yeah. five, Ojabo is the least spagsy of the group. Yes. So, and this is kind of where I was saying, you know, maybe you can maybe you can grab one of the guys, specifically Jermaine Johnson. That's the guy I'm always going to have my eye on. I think he's the most realistic, even though I think the league might wind up loving him. Um, I, I think you sacrifice Ojabo to get someone a little bit more spagsy out of Jermaine Johnson, but now Ojabo can't be sacrificed in that top 15. And so that's where things get a little interesting and dicey for me uh, with, with the edge position. Sorry. No more dicey trade talk before we go. Here's here's another fun bit from picks. We'll say even 14. So 14's the Ravens, and you know they have they need a wide receiver still. They need an edge still, and they're an AFC team trying to win the Super Bowl. Then you go to the Eagles for picks 15, 16, and 19. Guess what? Some of the Eagles listed needs are edge, wide receiver, cornerback, and then quarterback. Mm. And then pick 17, Chargers, they ain't going to trade with you. And pick 18, you got the Saints. There's the first team that you might be able to like say, oh, they might want to trade out with you. But guess what they need at wide receiver? A bunch of speed. So like, mm -hmm. you know, your trade options from pick 14 to pick 19 aren't exactly great. Like that's not, no, I don't know. I'm not saying the Ravens wouldn't trade with the Chiefs. I'm not saying the Eagles wouldn't trade from a defensive end, but we're talking Jermaine Johnson. He's sitting there at 15. How giddy are the Eagles to trade yeah, out of that pick right. instead of taking Jermaine Johnson? And the same thing with the Ravens at 14. So like, it's just, it might be kind of hard to find a trade partner for these positions, these high valued positions that we think the Chiefs want. Yep. All right, Bye. let's get simulating. Let's move on. <laughs> I'm trying. This thing goes fast sometimes, okay? All right. So speaking of those Eagles, they take wide receiver out of Ohio State, Garrett Wilson at pick 15. Then they go to the defensive side of the ball for Trent McDuffie, cornerback out of Washington. Little armed guy. I actually think the Eagles are probably a team that are okay with that. Uh, mm -hmm. The Chargers do do not get Jordan Davis to play nose tackle, so they go next door and get Devontae Wyatt to play defensive tackle for them. So that's Devontae Wyatt out of Georgia. Saints do go wide receiver. Drake London out of USC. Eagles round out their third pick with Zion Johnson, interior offensive lineman from Boston mm -hmm. College. And then the Steelers, who we had to be hoping were taking Kenny Pickett. We hope they take Kenny Pickett for the Chiefs' hopes. They don't. They take Trevor Penning, offensive tackle from Northern Iowa. So not bad. Which that's not a bad. You can live yet. with. That's a yeah. fine pick for that. But having the two wide receivers come off the board and another corner, probably not ideal. But you got two offensive linemen and then a D tackle in that group, so you have to feel pretty good about the other three if you're a Chiefs fan. Now that being said, one of those corners is Trent McDuffie, a guy that uh, Steve Spagnuolo. I would be shocked unless he's playing him in the slot. I would be shocked. Just you know. Really short arms, so that's something that I think that Spags tends to like longer arm guys. So you don't feel too bad about missing that. But yeah, it's the two wide receivers. It's missing Garrett Wilson, missing Drake London. Obviously, not a huge run on them. You can sacrifice, you know, the the offensive tackle, the offense, the interior offensive lineman. Overall, pretty good so far. Um, Kent, do you have any further comments beyond this? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I do have one more comment. We just heard another interior defensive lineman come off the board, and I don't think the guy that I'm about to talk to talk about, John Ridgeway at Arkansas, is going to go round one. But you know what, Maddie? I bet he sticks. 
Listen, if you're sitting there in the draft and you want Jordan Davis in the first round, your team doesn't get him, don't worry. You can wait around and grab a John Ridgeway on day three because here's a guy that's going to step in and do a lot of the same stuff. He's going to sit in the middle of your defense. He's going to hold up against double teams. He's going to eat space. He's going to stop the run. But if the team, the offense happens to throw the ball, he's got enough upfield juice to matter. You can't just leave him out there and expect an undersized center to hold them up. No, he's going to push that guy back into the quarterback, create a little pass rush. So if you're missing out on your favorite nose tackle in round one, John Ridgeway out of Arkansas, he's going to be there ready to stick on day to three. Yeah, he started at Illinois State, spent a year at Arkansas, had a lot of success. He's had a very good pre-draft process, an interior defensive lineman out of Arkansas, John Ridgeway. I bet he sticks. And if you are looking for some golf clubs, you should check out sticks golf clubs they are an outstanding set if you're like me somebody that kind of fell in love with golf over the last couple of years during the pandemic i needed something a little bit better than the cheap set i got on amazon i found something way better this is an outstanding performing club and it's really well priced it's the best value in golf go to sticks.golf sticks s-t-i-x dot golf use K- promo code kcsn10 gets you 10 percent off your order of clubs I know some people have already taken advantage of that and they have loved them to so make sure you check them out. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I have anything else. I, I don't, you know, I think there's a, I, I do agree with you guys. I almost think at, at some point there's a breaking point where it's either you kind of go all in, you either go all in to go, you know, grab pick 15, pick 10. Those are the two sweet spots for a trade up. I'd kind of be surprised if, for a small trade up. Honestly, because I because it's I, the edges. I mean, mm-hmm. I think you're just kind of letting it ride and see what value falls on the board to you at 29 and 30 with this scenario. I think, Maddie, we can keep going unless you have something else. Nah. Yeah, no, I just nah. oh, yeah. I wa- when you go, I want you to stop at 24. That would be pick Ooh. 29 and 94. Okay, the Chiefs third rounder there would get you up into the mid to low 20s there. But let's see what okay. the board so falls. The- this is perfect yeah. because I wanted to ask before I started, actually, I wanted to read off some of the top names still left on the board and see perfect. where you guys were starting to think about, about wanting to come up for a smaller trade. Cause for a smaller trade, the only person I think I'm interested in is Jamison Williams who went way off the board way before. But if you're sitting here at this range and you want to trade up for Jamison Williams, I'd be on board. But like, so here's some names, Kenny Pickett, Chiefs don't care about Daxton Hill, Tyler Lindebaum, George Karloftis, Jahan Dotson, Chris Olave, Kair Elam. That's kind of like the top guys on the board that maybe matter to the Chiefs. Those are the guys. Like any of those players that you don't want to trade up for, like a Pickett, a Linderbaum, Kenyon Green's in there. If you're the Chiefs, you want them off the board in these next couple picks, and then you can kind of you don't have to worry as much about trading up. So let me see if I can stop this at 24. Let's let's try. No whammies, no whammies. Okay, we got pick 24 in. So the Buffalo Bills are on the clock at pick 25. Off the board was. Daxton Hill, safety out of Michigan. Gosh, Green Bay coming in with Perion Winfrey, defensive tackle out of Oklahoma. There's mm. the surprise. Cardinals, hey, you never know. Cardinals trying to get J.J. Watt 2.0, drafting George Karloftis, um, Edge out of Purdue. And then Good. the Cowboys with Tyler Linderbaum, interior offensive lineman out of Iowa. So that's a good little run. Kenny Pickett still on the board. That's not so fun. But you got a safety and defensive tackle. Our as a collective, you know, threesome here is the least favorite edge in Karloftis and Tyler. Like, that's a really good couple picks off the board. Okay, yeah, so, it is. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just saying, Dallas would be pick 24, right? That was the team you're kind of looking to trade up with. Correct. You're probably not getting Buffalo to trade ain't trading with us. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know, it it's you difficult. <laughs> so, I, I, I just want to present this scenario to you. 
uh, to you all because I want your your reaction. We know where the edges are falling on this board. We know where the edges fell. And let's just say it comes draft day and the Chiefs surrender pick 29 and 94 to go up with Dallas. And I would actually be, I was wrong. That would be 103 to get up to Dallas. There's your equivalent value. Yeah. Yeah. Holes calm. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Or you could probably do like 30 and you could do 30 and 94 would be exact. Same thing. You know, the same kind of scenarios. Whatever the math works out, Chiefs trade up to pick 24 and they take George Karloftis. How do you feel, Matthew? Um, like the Chiefs just traded up for Breland Speaks again? Same player? Same no, it's not that bad. Um, I have a Karloftis take, and I'm disappointed that he actually went off the board. Here's my thing. If the Chiefs were to take George Karloftis, I would understand because he's going to be very spagsy. I mean, he actually, I think his arms are just a tad short, but generally speaking, he's pretty spagsy. Uh, he's ready to play on day one. Like he has enough physicality. Like he's the proto, he's a prototype of a guy that can step in on day one and play and eat snaps. So I get it. The thing with if the Chiefs drafted Karloftis though, it would be for me 100% contingent on also drafting David Ajabo. And I would pick mm. them, like, take them back to back. I would pick both of them at 29 30. And I would fully get it because you have a you have opposite guys, opposing defensive ends, different styles. One's ready right away. One has the high upside. That's the only way I ever feel good about Carl Loftus coming to the Chiefs. Because if not, I think you just got a pretty stiff guy that isn't as good versus the run in his body frame suggests it should be. Yeah, the the juice ain't there. I mean, it just <laughs> it, it, he do, he doesn't have the same rush juice. He's a very yeah. technical player. He's a, he's a good to fine player. And the Chiefs have gotten by with good to fine defensive end play for a while now. Yeah, he's going to be a big body. Yeah, you're going to be able to teach him how to defend the run a little bit better than he does. But you're never going to have the huge burst. You're never going to have the ability to really bend around the edge and get some of these elite quick pass rush wins. And I think that we've seen under Steve Spagnuolo, which again, Matty's right. He makes perfect sense. He plays the way a Spags edge would you would expect a Spags edge to play, but we've seen these Spags edges not be able to get quick pressure, not be able to really translate and be a force off of the edge. Too often here, we're spending assets, money on guys that don't win quickly. They're smart guys. They're technical guys. Not saying they're bad investments. I'm with Matty. You get a Jabo with him. Hey, I'm on board because now he's your solid floor and Ojabo's your ceiling, but him alone yikes especially in a trade-up I, I i'm just not a giant fan of that well and i am that this that is one of those i don't want to say doomsday that's not fair no. i that is one of those scenarios that is very realistic in my opinion that i would not love because you, you talk about i mean and the chiefs have done this before they have traded up for you know a, they've traded up for an edge an unexciting edge, a lot of projections, some deficiencies that make you wonder if it's going to work. Sound familiar? Uh, and I, but I'm not going to comp- I'm not going to comp because he will have a better career than Breland speaks. He's a lot better that. player. Like I, let me, a way better player. I was making and, a joke because they have a similar play style, but Carl no, this is no, 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 no I know. I think circumstantially, it's just yeah. the unexciting. It's the unexciting, uninspiring edge. It's probably never going to be got more than a really, really strong, solid rotational player. It's not going to be a highly productive pass rusher with a lot of, you know, a lot of pressures. And you say quick pressures. 
it's just what I worry about this, but this is the scenario I worry about. I worry about, you know, the Chiefs getting antsy at edge and feeling like they're just going to go up and make sure they get their kind of guy. And Spags may love them. Okay. But what I, if I, count but I don't think he's got the stealing. What if the Chiefs trade up to that same pick for boy Mafe, defensive end out of Minnesota? Because I talked about I talked about this mm-hmm. on Twitter and people got mad because on all these simulators, he's available when the Chiefs pick. I think you're going to start seeing a lot of mock drafts from your NFL network people, from your national media, and some big boards. It's already started with Daniel Jeremiah moving him up to 26th on his big board. I think his his draft process has been elite. He's probably had the best draft process out of anybody. Yes. Dominated in Mobile, Alabama yes. at the Senior Bowl. Has had a fantastic testing at the Combine and at the Pro Day. All intents and purposes, he's doing well in interviews. This is a guy that might climb up. So maybe the Chiefs have to trade up to get him. So they trade up to 24 for Boy Mafe, defensive out of Minnesota. Now how do you feel? Uh, better. Much better. Because the ceiling's higher. Now, Boy Mafe is not going to be the same day one impact as a George Karloftis. You're going to still have to bring him along, but the ceiling is there. He's not the youngest guy in the book, but the ceiling is there. He's flexible. He's got burst. He's got power. Like He's got all the things that you would want out of a projected kind of developmental edge rusher. So trading up for that profile makes perfect sense to me. But again, not necessarily the way the Chiefs have done things, not necessarily the way that Spags has done things, but that that profile, that juice, those are the types of guys that tend to translate and tend to win more often than the opposite. Well, and here's the interesting thing. Uh, both Boye Mafe and George Karloftis, they don't hit one of the Steve Spagnolo thresholds that you can learn about in the KCSN draft guides. Maddie wrote his defensive ends trend. It's in the KCSN draft guide that's releasing on April 6th. Um, they both don't hit one of the benchmarks for what a C Spagnolo defensive end is defined as. Uh, if you are watching, listening to this, there's a link down below to purchase the KCSN draft guide, by the way. And it's going to be 225 write-ups on prospects and how they fit the Chiefs. It's going to be features like Maddie's talking about defensive ends craig in all his infinite wisdom talent and ability wrote something and built a model on cornerback athletic testing it's really really good there's a lot of really really good stuff anyways go click that link it's in the description of the of the show that you're watching or listening to right now uh and yeah you'll get six months of kcsn substack and the guy that releases like in a week and a half yeah the book's done by the way guys if you see why we're all in a good mood the book's done um but yeah, they both don't hit the exact same threshold, but their measurements are very, very similar. Boye Mafe has a very impressive athletic profile. He is an older prospect, though. The funny thing is, I think George Karloftis hasn't turned 21 yet, and Boye Mafe is going to turn 24 in his Boy, rookie year. Kent is so conflicted right now. Just ultra conflicted. So like I, I I very much was like anti old, but I think the longer maybe it's because Patrick Mahomes is getting older. I just don't care anymore. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, and Mafe's not even like a, you can spin it as it's no kale. Like 24, your rookie year is, a pre- is an old, old. Like that's an old draft prospect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's 24 in your rookie year is when you, he's turning 24 in November. So not great. Um, okay. Yeah, you need. We need to keep going. Okay. No, no. Before before we move off, one one more thing because we spent all that time talking about Edge. Chris Olave is still on the board. Chris Olave is a guy that all three of us love, like love. legitimately love right now. Love. If you can trade, you know, pick 103. The, the polls comp. And again, we're just exploring theories here, not saying the Chiefs are definitely going to trade up. But if you can trade, pick 103 to move up from 29 to 24. So you still have pick 30 and make sure, ensure you get Chris Olave. Assure that you get a slam dunk of a pick in a wide receiver that's going to be here beyond this year. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, the details of his contract came out. Guess what? The Chiefs have a get-out after this year if they want to use it. So they didn't commit long-term to MVS. They don't have anybody else on the roster that they've committed to long-term. Chris Olave can be the centerpiece, can be the thing going forward to help this team propel into the future like our pals at McAdoodles are propelling the Casey Liquor Store market into the future this summer in Lee's Summit, Missouri, they're going to bring elite customer service, elite prices, elite selection. All of the wonderful things that you can expect from McAdoodles is coming to Kansas City. Bringing a McAdoodles to Kansas City would be just like Chris Olave being in Kansas City. It's, it's like the best possible outcome at that position as that part of your life. So if you're a franchisee, you need to get a hold of Roger, info at macadoodles.com, and start bringing more of them. It's just like adding a whole bunch of Chris Olaves to the Kansas City Chiefs offense. That's what McAdoodles in Kansas City or wherever you are would be for you. Guys, how do you feel about if the Chiefs were to trade up for a wide receiver, this small trade up for Olave? Is that satisfactory? I know that we're not huge on trading up for wide receiver, but is Olave good enough to trade up for? Well, Speaking of adding a bunch of Olaves to this Chiefs uh, roster, I would just stand pat at 29 and draft the same player in Sky Moore at pick 29. I Seriously, think about where those two guys win, though, and like what they do. Yeah. The, the biggest negative for both guys is not big frames and not particularly great at yak. 
their yards after the catch, despite have being super athletes. They both win with their route running. They both have the deep speed to win vertically. Like I, I have them separated by very, very little points uh, when I went through and graded them. If it was the difference between keeping the polls pick and taking Sky Moore or using the polls pick to go get Olave, I'm not sure I wouldn't t- just take Sky Moore plus the pick. I mean, I, I think there's a lot of good... I mean, it's not an apples to apples either, but there's a lot of good receivers on the board still too. Uh, I know, you know... You know, you've got uh, you got Christian Watson. Uh, you got George Pickens. Has Drake London come off the board yet? Yes. Yeah, yes, you have he Jahan Dotson, Traylon Burks, Chris Olave, okay. Christian Watson. That's kind of your top. And George Pickens. A lot of good receivers. I think you just. I mean, it's not an apples to apples comparison on all these guys. There's a lot of good receivers still, and I think there, this is where this is kind of where I I've come to accept and a create. A, I have a level of comfort with the with the Chiefs getting a quality receiver mm-hmm. at. We're at standing pad at 30 if they want. So especially that's with this board. Yeah. Well, and we love Alave, I think, is a my guy, if I remember correctly. I think he got a my guy in the KCSN draft guys. Wide receiver board. This is about as good as it's gonna get. I don't think the real draft will go this way, but maybe. Um, so we gotta get throwing this now. Buffalo Bills, Kenyon Green, interior offensive lineman out of Texas AM, Tennessee Titans, Kair Elam, cornerback out of Florida, Tampa mm. Bay Buccaneers, Boy Mafe, defensive end out of Minnesota. Ah. Green Bay Packers, Chris Olave, wide receiver out of Ohio State. And this is why I'm glad that you brought up Olave because I was going to not read that. So we talked about needing to maybe move up for Olave. I'm glad we talked about Boy Mafe, talked about maybe having to move up for him. So the Chiefs are on the board now. We lost both of those guys. I can read off, you know, anybody you guys want if you want to name a position or just what you guys are thinking at this point in time. I mean... I, I like that only one safety's come off the board. Lewisine is still there. I know that the Chiefs added Justin Reed, but Juan Thornhill is out of contract. Steve Spagnolo or out of contract after this year. Steve Spagnolo loves the safeties. Lewisine is at a good enough player that you can run three safety nickel and just be fine. You'd be just fine. Keep you know, keep Legarius Sneed and whoever's gonna play across from him out on the field, out on the boundary. Those three guys can patrol the middle of the field and be good players. Obviously, Traylon Burks, uh, George Pickens, th- those guys are still on the board as well. So you still have the selection at wide receiver that's that'll make you happy. The only thing that you're really missing here is defensive end. I, you're you're really kind of missing out on the defensive end crop at this point. You're going to be taking some pretty developmental players. Not that they're bad, just the expectation should be kind of metered with the defensive ends that are left on the board. Yeah, I agree. Like, you know, maybe you're looking at someone like a Josh Pascal or a Sam Williams or a Drake Jackson, mm-hmm. which I'm not even sure all three of those guys are even entirely spagsy. I think a couple of them might be. Oh, um, Drake Jackson actually goes, are all three. They, I think they Sam Williams is a clean sweep. Drake Jackson was light at the combine, but it is pro day. He it's had like passed the threshold and yeah. past no, no, Pascal's not because oddly enough, you would never know by looking at him. Short arms would have never guessed. So I still could see them making a little bit of exception on Pascal, but I think that's the tier of guys. I bet one of them's there at 50. And so I would, Mm -hmm. so you probably go grab one of those guys at 50. I love, I I was talking about this to these guys earlier. I'd go grab Lewis scene. I'd start my draft with Lewis scene and and a receiver. Like, you know what? Honestly, you know what I do? I'd go Georgia back to back. I'd go Lewis scene. I'd go George Pickens. I mean, and you can pick yeah. which one you want to okay. be the face of your draft. Let me let me make my case against that. Um, the Chiefs don't throw to X wide receivers on the outside. They don't do it. They don't do it. What do we know, though? What do we know about Chiefs far? A lot of connection to LaVisca Chenault. 
a lot of connection to Visca oh, no. You know, you know who's a better Visca Traylon Burks. He's a better <laughs> version of Schultz. He's good at making contested catches. He can do the X stuff when given the opportunity. And while he gets to the point of doing that, if you have to manufacture some stuff for him or put him in different spots, like he makes a lot of sense. I don't love him as a player, but I see the upside. I know why he makes sense. So that would be my case for Burks as the wide receiver you're looking at. And we did say this. I think we've said this on air. Tyree Kill's exit makes Traylon Burks make a lot more sense. Yeah. So from a schematic perspective, some of the stuff, it's weird. Some of the stuff you do with Tyreek Hill, you can do with Traylon Burks, even though it's a little different. But manufactured touches, um, make him the, you know, the 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 under route with the clear outs, you know, that kind of stuff. You can put we can keep discussing hands. it, but are we good with like does Burks make sense or does anybody let's want to pound it. the table for Pickens? Let's go uh, with let's go with Traylon Burks. It's fine. Okay. I'm not gonna be mad at either. How about that? Correct. I think I like Pickens better, but I think I think your point about Burks Pickens, just makes a lot more sense in the Chiefs' offense the way that they operate. Pickens right the now. prospect. Pickens the prospect is much highly, much higher regarded in the KCS and draft guide. I think okay. Burks probably yeah. makes more sense for this football team. I am completely on board with Lewis Seen and going defensive end later. Do we want to give any thought to Ojabo and getting that top talent at defensive end, mm-hmm. especially knowing that you mm-hmm. might be able to double up with a lower ceiling guy like a Pascal? or even a Cam Tom- Cameron Thomas out of San Diego State later on, like a guy that can play the run as ready early on. Just Do we want to give any thought to that before we take scene? I mean, Ooh. I'm giving thought to that. I'm giving a lot of thought to that. I'm giving a lot of thought to Travis Jones to play yes. on the yeah. interior. I almost, I I mean, almost threw Travis Jones out earlier too. Like there's yeah. some good football players. Here's the thing. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> this is tricky because one of the guys <laughs> we're talking about might be there at 50. Mm-hmm. Ojabo, do we think Ojabo's there at 50? No. No. I think it's a long way to go without Mafe being available. Correct. Like, that's my concern. And especially, okay, this is where I'm I'm, I'm cheating a tiny, tiny bit. We're using a simulator here. So I don't think Drake Jackson's as respected in the simulator the same way I think the NFL is going to love his upside. So that one, I don't, I think he's definitely going to be there later. Whereas in the real world, he might be competing with Ojabo to go. I'm scrolling through the simulator. The next edge is Arnold Ebiketti, which we somehow haven't mentioned yet, but like, he's another guy. Like, I I mean, he's in play too. He's in play I think Ojabo would be gone by 50. I think so too. Uh, I think Ebiketti will be gone by 50 as well. I I think the the hype on him is. I think they should be. He showed up he, even lighter to his pro day than he was at the I combine, know. which was already on the bottom edge of Spag's weight thresholds. He would only be the second player or the third player ever to be below 260. He would only be the second player besides Mike Dana to be below 250. You know what? Yeah. Let's do the, let's let's go, Ojabo. Yeah. Let's go, Ojabo. Look, this team has way too Take much down. capital. They can go do something crazy. Go get Dave Ojabo. Why Sell not? somebody. Go okay, while we late, I'm not going to read all the picks off that go on from now. We're going to finish the no, 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 no. But you guys should sell everybody on David Ojabo in the first round, despite the fact that he's going to miss a year while I go through 800 trade offers. <laughs> well, and he is, I mean, he's going to miss a year. And it's not like, um, who's the who's the edge from last year at Vanderbilt? Dave Ojabo. So mm-hmm. Deo Odeyingbo, he tore his Achilles a couple months earlier than than uh, than Dave Ojabo did. The, the timing for Ojabo is this is a true red shirt. I don't think you're getting a single thing out of Dave Ojabo in year one, which is going to make his stock very fascinating. You could see a team maybe with a lot of draft capital. Hello, 
Uh, mm-hmm. Take an investment on him. It's just a matter of which team's going to blink first because you are basically getting a red shirt. And so that's what's going to be interesting about the Devo Ojabo situation because he's a very good talent to top 20 talent. Um, and the arrow's only pointing up. You think about, I think we talked about this very early in the process. You think about Odafe Owa last year, some similarities there, arrow only pointing up, best football ahead of him kind of statements about his upside, his athletic ability. I think it's the same with 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 Ojabo. It's, it's the same thing. The arrow is pointing up. It's just a shame with the Achilles. I think looking at him, he's a 22 year old player. Um, doesn't have a whole lot of snaps on him. You know, kind of had to contend with a lot of dudes in that Michigan room. Like, I mean, the entire time he's been there, there have been a ton of quality rushers. So he finally gets his his shot. Very raw, but it's traits. It's explosion. It's, you know, bend. It's all those things that we've talked about that that we're looking for for high ceiling rushers. Now, the thing with Ojabo and the reason why he would fall on top of the injury, his instincts aren't great. He doesn't play the run great. We know that defensive coordinators care about that stuff. You want to tell me that David Ojabo gets to spend a year in the room with, you know, Joe Cullen, Frank Clark, uh, Mike Dana, you know, all these guys that are going to help him prepare, help him identify stuff. He's going to be sitting in the film room, working through all that stuff while rehabbing. And then he gets a full NFL offseason to put together some more power and stuff like that. Knowing full well, you're not getting anything out of him. Year one, the ceiling is high. And you've got a 23-year-old player who then at that point has three years of contract control, a fourth with a fifth-year option there. You've given yourself a little bit of runway on that player, and you've gotten to kind of get him to do the, some of the things the you know the way that you want them to do inside the film room, inside the room. I just it, it makes a ton of sense to me. It really does. I would gamble that, but I, I don't know if the Chiefs are in a defensive in now sort of mode. This does not fix that at all. But you know where you can fix it, and this I love how you preface this with everything he has to do. You can come back right now and take a defensive end with one of your two round two picks. I mean, the Chiefs need multiple. You can go get some veterans, but if you want somebody else, I mean, Josh Pascal still on the board. We talked about him a little bit already, but you want to talk about getting a guy in the building. One, another older prospect, has a ton of experience, knows how to play the run incredibly well. Like, not only does he is he good at it, he knows how to do it. Kingsley and Nagbari, not a great tester, but then another bigger, longer guy that can play the run really well. Drake Jackson's available. Um, Sam Williams is later. It's an off-field thing there. We don't need to go into that on a podcast, but there's an off-field thing, but he's a perfect Spags guy. But that's really about it at defensive end. Um, We mentioned Travis Jones earlier. Still on the board here. Travis Jones still here at pick 50. It seems a little late, but at the same time, Devontae Wyatt, Logan Hall, uh, Perrion Winfrey, guys that have a little bit more juice as pass rushers, Mm -hmm. interior rushers come off the board before him. So he's a guy that this seems about the back end of his range, but possible. It, this is the back end of his range, and I do it right now. Okay, we're the talking person, about all these guys. The only other person I want to throw in there because I don't like the rest of it. If you want a corner that's not bad, this is your last chance, and it's Tariq Woolen, who's not also not ready right now. It's a long developmental curve, but after this, the corner drop off is real. Like you're looking at Travis Jones. Okay, I'm in. I'm doing that. Pick Kelly, where was P. Travis was Jones. P. still there? Was who? Petre from Baylor. No, the safeties were not a a fun option. Then it's Travis Jones. Yep. 
And so with if you take Travis Jones, are you guys, I would presume we are now looking at moving on from Derek Nottie after one year. You have Travis yeah. Jones to play yeah. use your nose tackle um, right away. Okay. Um, nobody can hear this, I hope. I'm literally getting a trade phone call in this mock draft simulator. Every single pick I go through right now, and all it is is constant <laughs> phone ringing. Uh, Chiefs well, are back on great. the clock at 62. Okay. What position do you want me to look at right now? Because the edge. whole world, you want edge. Yeah. Uh, See what's up at edge. Same guys. All the same guys are still there at edge. Um, so that's Pascal, okay. Ed Nagbari, Sam Williams, Drake Jackson is there. Corner, you lost um, Woolen. You have DeAndre Kendrick, Mario Goodrich. I don't like the corner room. I'm vetoing that. Nope. Nick Cross, think- safety, if you still want to talk about that. Offensive tackle that. room. Don't love the value for the offensive tackles. There's some fine players, but not loving the value. Tight end. I, no tight ends off the board yet either. Oh. So you've still got your choice. You've got your Ruckerts. You've got your... Uh, yeah, Dolchich. Trey McBride, who's most people's tight end one. I Bride. think he's like the most ho-hum average tight end, but he could be really good. He can block right away. Jeremy Ruckert is similar, but I think there's a little bit more upside to his athletic profile. Then there's my personal favorite is Greg Dolchich out of UCLA he's the best receiver. He's probably not your best blocker, but you want to bet on upside of a guy becoming a stud tight end, he'd be the way I would lean out of kind of your top three guys there. I, if you want I to go tight end. I think here's, okay, here's here's my proposal. Here's my thought. Well, what if we go to 62, we take an edge, make sure okay. you get your edge. You could package 41 you could patch or sorry, you could patch you could package 94 and 121 and get up all the way to like 66 and see what or get up to pick 72 and see what what tight ends are available there. Okay, I'm going to take an edge and start running out and see what happens. I'm taking Josh yeah. Pascal. He's, you know, play similar. Yeah. Here's the thing. Okay, I'm going to stop around pick 72 right now. I paused it, but I'm not even going to look who's there. If no tight ends are off the board, do you just keep letting it ride or do you go up to get your choice or do you wait till the run maybe starts? I wait till the run starts. Okay, because Trey McBride did go off. (laughs) He went off and said he's the only one. So he's off the board. You are now looking at, we're at pick 72, and it's all the same tight ends are left. If you're hunting a tight end, cornerback room, not great. We went edge. Um, Offensive tackle, you have Abraham Lucas. Like, uh, you know, there's there's guys. I like Lucas. I like, what about, what is Nick Cross gone, you said? No, he is still on the board. I'd think about trading up for him. Trade up for Nick Cross. Okay. I don't know how you feel about I don't know how you feel about moving up for a safety, but I don't hate that one either. I think that's where it gets a little dicier is moving up for a safety, but um just because let's like just, they are gonna be a part time player. I'd say just let's just let it ride. Okay. Let's let it ride after we're, the we're Chiefs. Talking, pick. We are talking we are talking about some options that we make, and I you know that th- this is great. The phone ringing is just out of control. Um I <laughs> wish I could now turn off that they can offer me trades for this. I mean it's it okay. was fun for a minute. I would think about I would think about trading up for tight end though. Like I would think long and hard about that one. And I know that sounds maybe a little counterintuitive to some people, but I, you I know, they I, have a ton of them. We get it, but but they don't have a ton of them. Yeah. Oh, they have man. they have Travis Kelsey and an aging you know an aging Travis Kelsey who, I mean, a, elite player. But I, how long is he going to be elite? Blake Bell replaceable. Uh, Greg Noah Dulcich Gray, went off the board. Um, so that stink, that one stinks. The Packers took him two picks before the Chiefs. That's the way I would have leaned. Jeremy Ruckert's available. Kade Otten out of tie out of Washington. A lot of people love his blocking ability. It's like if you like if if you are purposely chasing a tight end, you go for Ruckert here. 
if you were just trying to catch a value. I'm, I think Ruckert's a fine value here. I just think Greg Dolchich was the would have been the guy I would have leaned towards. So do you guys what like about, Ruckert uh, here? What about Nick Cross? Is got still available. What about corner? You were you were open to trading up for Nick Cross. You just don't want to take him. Uh, I just Martin Emerson, Joshua Job, Jalen Watson. Okay. Take Nick. I think you take Nick Cross here. I'm doing it. I'm doing it mostly because Nick we're the safety nearing, out of Maryland. We have hit the 50 minute mark, so I am trying to make sure we get through the rest of this draft uh, at this point. We're at the polls pick now. Mm-hmm. And Go cornerback. Thion McCollum or Martin Emerson. Martin Emerson's off the board. Uh, Jalen Watson is available. Um, I'm assuming. Oh, there's Zion McCollum. He's way down here. Yeah, we can take him. He's he's an I athletic mean, project, he, He's right? way down there. I just think that teams are going to gamble on that athletic profile. I'm he's, with you. He He's one of those dudes. He's the only corner that ran any agility drills at the combine. <laughs> Everybody else passed. He stepped up. And ran him and had a six four eight three cone. My man is fluid, and he runs a four three three forty. He's got he's thirty nine and a half inch verts. He's got good size. About his only knock, thirty and three quarter inch arms. Like that's Ooh. about it. But he more than makes up with it. You know, with explosion and things like that. You want to take a gamble on an athletic dude? Go get the get out of Sam Houston State. Yeah, I'm right. on board. You, you had to take an you had to take an athletic swing at tackle. I think he is completely fine uh, taking that taking that shot. Um, we are now up at pick 121. I went and checked out the offensive tackles. Um, Max Mitchell out of Louisiana. Um, Zach Tom out of Wake Forest. I know he's got some fans I, out there in certain circles. I don't. I'll, if you I'll love go, the I'll, value, I'll go Max Mitchell. I like Max Mitchell a lot. Okay. I think that's a good guy. I mean, he's a right tackle too. So this is a guy that could be competitive in the right tackle mark, right or tackle position. He could push Andrew Wiley. The best athletic tight end of all time, Jelani Woods. Oof. Ooh. Now okay. I'm doing Max. I'm doing Max Mitchell because we've done a lot of Jelani Woods talk, and you know, there's there's a little bit of a gap between being the best testing tight end ever and being like the most athletic ever. I, but yeah, Max Mitchell t- uh, tackle out of Louisiana, I think's the move. Yes, that is the route we went. We are now up again, and Jelani Woods is off the board. Don't love the value of the tight end room. Uh, have we still not gone tight end? We have not. I And I I don't think the value is there now because I don't think the Chiefs no. are trying to add a depth tight end. I think you're making that move in round two. The way we saw it play out, you don't. Yeah. You can't really wait to the end of round three. It gets too dicey. If you want that tight end, it's going to be a game changer. If you're not just trying to add a tight end three or four, which the Chiefs have plenty of, if you're trying to get that future starting tight right. end, Round two. I mean, that's where you're looking. Maybe, maybe you get lucky in round three, but round two. We're Let's look wide receiver. Chase Allen in round seven now. That's what I was doing. already there, Gregory, and we have Justin Ross who tested abysmal. Um, that's scary. Bo Melton, another slot type with Traylon Burks. I don't love it, but he's a good returner. Romeo Dubs is actually a great cop for MVS. It's a very similar player, lot down to their hands on the vertical plane. Uh-huh. Um. It is Tyquan Thornton burner out of Baylor's there. I don't think that's realistic. I think that somebody will take that. Speed I think he'll earlier. be gone by then. Yeah. Yeah. So like that's kind of what you're looking at. I was mostly looking for an outside guy, and unless you're taking Justin Ross here with this pick, which I mean, this is the, probably the Chiefs' last chance to take him, he gives you that X receiver if you were chasing it. Still, don't love the options there, but if you guys do, by all means, go go Justin Ross. That's fine. I yeah, like. Yeah, let's him. do it. I like him enough. Mm-hmm. I know he didn't test great, but I, I still think there's a lot of ability there. 
and you know, or Jack Jones to play the slot and push Snead outside. Nah, Jack Jones did not. Uh, Jack Jones is a little smaller than we thought, and a lot slower than we thought. So, like, I I think that I think that Justin Ross is the gamble there. Yeah, no, we did it. It's so now we got to wait it out so we get to the round seven. I was just kind of looking at uh, Kobe Bryant like- was also available. I just didn't yeah. want to think. I didn't think that Kobe, was realistic. Kobe tested well. Kobe tested yeah, I, well. I do. Yeah, um, I don't think Kobe Bryant's realistic. And like, well, sometimes when we do this stuff, we try to be a little bit realistic. I think Travis Jones at fifty is actually pretty realistic. Uh, I think it's one thing. One thing we've been doing a lot over the last couple of years, we play like the minus three role when we do our mock drafts. We take the three guys that are sitting at the very top of whatever simulator you're using and just 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 knock them off because, yeah, there's like the three highest valued players because like we'll get a bunch of mock drafts. It'll be like, give me the job at Brett Veach. And it's just because like they got a guy that just the algorithm, you know, Daxton Hill in round seven. It's like, well, the algorithm was being dumb that day. So <laughs> I don't know if we've said it yet. We're using the draft networks, uh, mock draft simulators. So shout out to the draft network guys. Wonderful. I love this thing, but, uh, I don't need trade offers in round seven. <laughs> I don't need the phone ringing asking me for trade offers in round seven. Um, we, here's my one thing. I'm looking that, at our draft. Oh, go ahead. Do we think that Justin Ross, you th- do we think that that abysmal testing is still just him recovering from the injuries? He pushing. I think he's probably slower than he was as a dominant freshman or sophomore yep. or whatever it was. Yeah, um, I, I, I don't know. Agree. You hope that the farther away from the injury gets better things happen for him. I think it's a worthy flyer in the mid rounds, especially Look, with as many picks as we're making right now. Looking at our draft, uh, our cornerback room is scary. We added a complete project from Sam Houston State, and that is all we have done for the corner room. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's unrealistic, but you really wanted to go get Stefan Gilmore or even James Bradbury. Yeah, this is what you're better. Away with. I, they they yes. have to regardless of what they do. They have but, to. I mean, like, but you could have, you could have insulated better from the draft than just having McCollum, who I don't sure. mind as a player, but it's like, it's a complete developmental guy stepping huge up in competition. And like, there's not a lot of guys left on the cornerback room right now. Um, well, I'm now that it's draft. round seven, it's the prime time to be taking Darian Kendrick or Roger McCreary, right? because everybody's knocking them because of their short arms and terrible testing right i took jermaine waller who also tested pretty poorly and has out inside outside experience a lot of man coverage that was our first round seven pick give me a position and i'll take a player go grab chase allen uh uh, the tight one of the one of your tight ends we're really grab chase allen he is okay okay we we drafted uh a tight another tight end four five yeah, okay. you, know, you just throw another throw another number at it. Yeah, you know, we're good. Inline uh, guy, maybe he can maybe he can be a better inline guy than Blake Bell in 2023. That's okay. what I'm looking at. Um, what position do you want, Craig? Give me a position. Punter. Let's draft a punter. Let's go ahead. I no, I no think... disrespect, Tucker, but uh, your your guy Tommy, not clutch. Go, go <laughs> not clutch. running back. Who's there at the running back position? Pacheek's um, gone. Is Ty Chandler there? Ty Chandler yeah. is there. Pacheek's mm. is gone. Pacheco is gone. Okay. I don't, I don't, Ty Chandler is running back out of North Carolina. I don't um, think he's there. Okay. Ah, my guy, Kevin Harris out of South Carolina, but he makes no sense with Ronald Jones because they're the same what player. About, what about Abram Smith? He's a uh, special teams out of Baylor. The run back out of Baylor. Linebacker backgrounds. Got some special teams ability. Off the board. Off the um, board, he should. He earned it. <laughs> um, what about Max Borgie, the discount? 
Christian McCaffrey coming from Washington State. He's a running back. Oh, no. I don't like anybody there. Nothing jumps out. But we're, we're arguing about our last seventh-round pick here. Like, you know, it's a seventh-round pick. Um, do, do whatever you want with this pick. I, I can take Matt Ariza, the hundredth overall player, a punter out of yes. or San Diego State. He'll be gone yes. way before this, but take him. Done. You got a clutch punter Matt Ariza, I, he's not ranked in the draft guide because we don't know how to rank punters. Uh, hey, Craig does. Craig's like, yeah, we do. Uh, we'll be gone before the seventh round pick, but we're gonna pick. Yes, anyway. he will. All right, I'm gonna, you I'm gonna read off. Guy. Yeah, I'm gonna read off all the picks so everybody knows. Um, you know, I know this is not the most engaging thing, but this is what we came away with the Chiefs. Pick 29, Traylon Burks, wide receiver out of Arkansas. Kind of makes a lot more sense without Tyree Kill. Does a lot of the same stuff despite being like twice the size. Pick 30. Defensive end out of Michigan, David Ajabo. Going to miss the majority of his first year, but you're probably getting the highest upside rusher out of the entire draft, and you got him at pick 30. Pick 50, Travis Jones, defensive tackle out of UConn. Pick 62, Woo. Josh Paschal, edge out of Kentucky. Here's our defensive end that can play year one. Doesn't have the same upside, but he can play early. Nick Cross, safety out of Maryland, is the pick at 94. Arguably the most athletic player in the entire draft class. Big, downhill, hard-hitting safety. Perfect to be your safety three for with Juan Thornhill and uh, Justin Reed. Zion McCollum, our big cornerback addition out of Sam Houston State. He's the number one corner of all time in CBAT, right, Greg? No, not three. quite. Number three? He's, he's very close. He's okay. very close. He, he's, he's damn near By the, the top. Guys. Yes. He's By right the up guys. there. Uh, Max Mitchell, offensive tackle out of Louisiana, or out of yeah Louisiana Lafayette. Justin Ross, wide receiver out of Clemson. Dace, around seven picks. Jermaine Waller, cornerback out of Virginia Tech. Chase Allen, uh, tight end, I think, out of Iowa State. And then Matt Areza, a punter out of San Diego State, so the Chiefs can Love have it. some clutch punting if it comes to that. Championship. Love it. He's, he's, not, he's not the most clutch punter in the world. He's just got a giant leg. <laughs> Hey, if you liked this mock draft, if you like what's going on on KC Sports Network, the all the people watching right now, hit the subscribe button to the KCSN YouTube channel. That'd be wonderful. Also, the KCSN Draft Guide, all kinds of draft content coming to you. Releases April 6th. There's a link in the bio, draftguide.gumroad.com slash KCSN22. That is going to do it for the KC Laboratory. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. We appreciate you. We'll catch you later. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows granger has got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.